to the Katarn Collection, a game-by-game -game review of the LucasArts era of uh, Star Wars video games. I'm your host, Kendall. And I'm your slightly quieter host, Nick. <laughs> well, hopefully hopefully your mic is just as loud as mine now. I just turned it up. Okay, good. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, Nick, anything uh, Star Wars or video game related happened to you this month? No. No, as usual? Not terribly, okay. no. Yeah, I uh, I got busier at work, so my I haven't um, done done any more uh, reading of of the uh, of the novels. Um, I did go to a garage sale and get a copy of PlayStation 2's uh, Star Wars Battlefront. So uh, we're going to be reviewing that next month. No, my, most of my time has been spent falling deeper and deeper into the depths of Warhammer 40k. Yeah, well, I know it's very yeah, sad. Yeah, not well, video yeah, game I related, mean, but I mean, you know, every. There's all those there's all those like corners of nerddom that you're like I'm never gonna go there and then you end up going there. It's it's yep. rough. It's it's just like you know just like Magic the Gathering, just like Dungeons and Dragons, just like everything else. Um, yeah, I also um, I've been uh, I've I've also been playing some old games. I got uh, I I was I was playing through Bart versus the Space Mutants, um, which is an NES uh, Simpsons themed game. Um, and by playing through, I mean dying on the first level a lot because it's a really bad platformer with that has like secondary, like you have to collect certain items or something. And I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do, so it's I would not recommend buying it. The cover is really pretty, and it's like, oh, it's a Simpsons game, you're gonna have fun, uh, but don't buy it. Um, anyway, okay, so let's get into the games here. Sure, we don't have that much to talk about otherwise. Uh, that's why people tune in. Um, so the first game uh, we're talking about is uh, Episode One Racer. That's what it's called. Yeah, right? Star Wars Episode One Racer, not Pod Racer. Star Wars Episode One Racer, which came out in 1999, which was the same year as Age of Empires Two, EverQuest, and Crash Team Racing. Always a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, and probably the closest to this this game. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like the the other N64 racers, I think were earlier like um uh cruising usa was like uh was like a launch title with the system so yeah yeah there's the other like the arcade ports were, were kind of earlier in the in the, the system's lifespan so um this is uh this is just a game where you race uh, pod racers you got a wide variety of characters who some were some have na some were named in the movie and some weren't um yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to see their take on all the different pod racers and how they should have performed. And yeah, what their stats are. I mean, you get a you get a good wide variety of who they think is the best. And yeah, so so the biggest the biggest thing at a, at first glance. I mean, this was one of the first games I ever played, or I bought. This is the first games I I played in modern times on my Nintendo sixty four, and it was the first game that I where I experienced the infamous fog of war. Where uh, the screen just doesn't render very far, and so they make it look like there's fog, and uh, that's uh, it's a, it's a it's a downside to the game. That's definitely right. And my understanding is that that's a lot worse in the multiplayer and on very specific levels. Yeah, there were, there were some levels that we played that were further down in the cup list that were much nicer. They mm -hmm. they felt like they were way more open just because the fog was a little further yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, and also, um, also, I would, I, I would say definitely if you do uh, want to play this game, play it on a CRT TV if that's possible, because it, it, the uh, the blur, the natural blurriness on the CRT TV makes makes a lot makes it a lot less noticeable than a giant flat screen. Yeah, there was also that going for um, us. Yeah, so uh, the big, the other, the other big thing about this game is. It was it it is something that people talk about having memories of playing in multiplayer, but unlike a game like Crash Team Racing, if you have multiplayer, you cannot have AI, which is which is huge. Right. It's it's kind of a big deal. I mean, the things you remember about things like Mario Kart and stuff like that is the AI coming from behind and smashing you with some yeah. item or something like that, or Crash Team Racing. I mean. It's just as much about you versus the guys behind you right. as you versus your friend. And there's no, like, offensive items, really. So yeah. you don't have to worry about the people behind you as much as long as you're just running the fastest race as you can, which 
while probably better from a purely racing perspective, is not necessarily as interesting mm-hmm. for someone who gets out front and is just a better driver. <laughs> but even yeah, I mean, even even like I like I mean, Cruising USA is is an is another it's another classic N sixty four racer, um, and and you know it's a two player. But in that you do have you do get to have uh, uh, AIs because the thing the thing is when you go to your you know my memories of childhood is I never had a, a system so you go to your friend's house you play the game obviously your friend who owns the game is going to be better than you at the game and so and, and so if you have if it's just one on one and there are no AI opponents then you just lose every single time like at least you can see if you have AI opponents at least you're like oh well I'm you know. In sixth place, out of you know, so I beat the people in seventh and eighth place. Yeah, it gives you a pretty good benchmark to work yourself against, and and a good way to sort of feel like you're catching up or something mm-hmm. like that, rather than he's just off the screen and there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. And you're never going to see him again, no matter how fast you go. Now, now that being said, the single player in this, um, yeah, it does the it, the fog of war thing is not as bad, um, and uh, also um, the you have minimal the way that the the tracks are designed. You have min, you actually do have minimal interaction with the other with your opponents. Like at least in, in something like Cruising USA or, or any other game, like you, it, a lot of it is is like ramming the car in front of you and stuff. Even like colli- collision between uh, racers is 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 minimal in this game. So, and they but they do make up for it in the track design. The track designs there are some some really some really interesting ones where you're. So you kind of feel like you're playing, it's you versus the environment, not necessarily you versus the other racers. Right, and I thought the level design was pretty good in balancing out the the races between those who are faster on straightaways and those who can turn corners pretty well. There, there's a series of straightaways, some nice switchbacks to give those players advantage. I, of all the, the, the levels that I played, they seem pretty balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always favor the high acceleration on characters on games I don't play because then I can fix crashing yeah. better. That seems to work out pretty well. Yeah, um, there is a I, 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 another thing. Um, there is a sort of uh, you have a, a, a health on your on your on your uh, on your racer. So uh, so if you run into stuff, you're not just getting kind of bounced around. You're you actually do like. There are times when you'll have like an engine explode or something like that, and that will be a that'll be a setback. And there are ways to repair and stuff. So there's a little bit of extra there's a little bit of extra mechanics in there, um, but it is nice because one you can play it not knowing that, and I mean you, maybe you won't win, but you can feel like you're doing well, which is a, that's a good that's good game design. Yeah. Plus, when you blow up, it throws you a little further forward in the track, so you don't have to run the same thing that you died on for the most R- part. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, There's one or two spots, I think, mostly on the ice level where it threw you back, and you had to make the same run uh, again. But yeah, like a lot. The biggest thing, I, the biggest place I, I noticed that was there were a couple of levels where there's there were jumps because for some reason, even though your even though your ship is flying still still it uses some mechanics as if there were wheels on the ground um where there's a so there'd be a jump and i wouldn't make the jump and then it would it would respawn me having made the right jump. like it was doing some repulsor thing against the ground yeah. which yeah. i think is a star wars technology that sounds right repulsor repulsors i'm pretty sure that's yeah a i thing. mean yeah it's a that's a it's a all of the sci-fi technology i think um but uh yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot. There's a there's a lot going for the game. It's just um, like you need it needed better multiplayer. I think is is really what it comes yeah. down to. And and the single player wasn't. I don't think the single player was was better than uh, other other N sixty four racers that I've that I've played right. to, it, it, enough to make up for it. It's not like I mean there were way you can in the single player mode you can upgrade your racer and stuff, but it's not like it was. Uh, it's not like there's there's really a story mode or or a you know you know RPG elements or whatever like like it was I right mean, you know it, it's it's still an, at its heart it's still an arcade game and it's an arcade game that is missing a good multiplayer mode. Did the multiplayer cups actually have a, like a ranking system or was it just you won that race? 
Did it have a score system where the the winner won certain uh, numbers of I, points? No, I don't think. I don't think. Okay. I don't think. That's there just was one a, more thing that Crash Team yeah, Racing had. Yeah, I don't think it have. was. It was like a Crash a Crash Team Racing or a Mario Kart where there was a the score um, a score system. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, limiting it to only two players was a little rough, mm. I, and which it all came down to mostly the graphics because it went from a realistic view. It was much more taxing on the. Yeah, graphics. And, and, uh, but the but that's the that's kind of the problem with a lot of this era's games is the is is they were they were so focused on getting the on getting the three D polygons and stuff to be as good as at the at the cutting edge of the technology that sometimes they did miss out on on gameplay elements and and it still doesn't the visuals do not like particularly hold up very well. Right. Well, I mean, it was great for the time, but yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it, it looks very, it looks very dated in a way that, I mean, in a way that something like crash team racing or Mario Kart maybe doesn't, or even, even like a, even like a a cruising, a cruising. Because it was less stylized. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and it just, yeah. Yeah. Less stylized. And it's just, it also was just like very, looked like polygons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 rough in places. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, um, did anything else that we wanted to mention about that, or are we ready to rate it? Um, oh, not terribly. I mean, the music was music. Um, yeah, it was just Star Wars music. Yeah, it was just it was just Star Wars Nothing music. Special. I don't remember it being anything uh, particular. Uh, I think. Oh, they did get they did get Jake Lloyd to voice Anakin. Um, so there was a little bit of, a oh, little bit of voice see, work. I never played Anakin, so I'm not sure I actually noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all the characters have, like, lines that they say at times, um, uh, not, not too many, they have, you know, two or three lines that they say, like, I think, um, Anakin says something when you, when you repair your ship, he's like, it's working, or something. Uh, he doesn't say it's working, because it's different lines, but. Yeah. Yeah, um. And and they did get and they had uh Greg is it Greg Proust that does the voice of the announcer? I don't remember whoever does whoever did the. There's a comedian that's on stuff that uh, the guy from last or from, the guy from whoever from shows who, up or whose line who, is whose line is it anyway? Yeah, oh the my guy God. from whose line yeah. is it anyway? Yeah, uh, sorry. Was was the announcer in the movie and he's also the announcer in the in the oh. game? I'm not sure I ever actually noticed that that is um, Greg Proust or whatever his name is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's it makes a, sense. It's, he's doing a voice. I only know that because of internet. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it, I mean, they definitely they put they put what they could into it. Also, uh, I don't have the uh, RAM uh, the expansion expansion pack for yeah. my N sixty four. But apparently, this is a game that uh, that did improve. Some of the like the fog of war stuff is not as bad with the expansion pack as is our next game supposedly. But, uh, that was also yeah. a game that was famous yeah, for its so. expansion pack. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh. The rate, ratings. All right. Uh. Gameplay. Is it fun? How did you feel about this one? Um. I'm gonna give it. I'd say for for gameplay, especially focused on the single player, because honestly, when I play N64 games, I'm usually alone. Um, uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. An eight. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I pretty much exclusively played it multiplayer with you since I don't actually own an <laughs> right, N64. Right. It makes it slightly difficult. I only thought it was worth a six. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I don't have a lot to compare it to, but yeah, I mean, it didn't. The it stu- was nothing the, special. Yeah, I mean, the complaints that you had are st- that about the the problems that it had. Are the same in multiplayer as single player. Okay, it's just that they're not as bad in single player, and also like screen's bigger too. Like, like I said, <laughs> you were playing against since you're playing against the the since you're re- since you're racing against the course, um, re- more than the other racers, and even in the single player mode, not much changes. Yeah, the 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 issue of the AI difference, like. I mean, yeah, it's it's more of a it's more of a psychological difference, but All so right. you got you know you you had a sense of it. So all right, our next section is controls, which. I thought we're okay. Yeah. They have all the basic functions. They weren't really missing anything. I like the repair feature, uh-huh. even if it was almost as effective to just die and run into something. I'm yeah, sh- yeah, I'm sure it's not really if you really get into the the time lapse. But as a, as a bad pr- player, that, yeah. it, 
felt like that was maybe right, a viable right. alternative. Yeah, well, and it was like like I said, I mean, I like I actually like exactly how difficult the or how effective the repair is because it's not it, you don't absolutely have to do, you know, it's not like if you crash you're you're dead for 30 seconds. Like like it's a it's a more subtle difference, so it's a it it's a it's like for next level play, and there's also a, a mechanic for for speed boost that's similar. Yeah, and I did like how the repairs actually slow you down, so you just can't be doing it all the time. Right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's a trade off there. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a seven. I think it. I would have liked some finer controls, but I think this was also just part of it being an N64 game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for an N64 racer, the controls are are fine. Like, um, I don't even think it, because it's, like, one of the issues that I have with N64 games is I always hold the controller crooked, so I end up not, the joystick doesn't go the direction I want it to go, but this one I don't find that as big of an issue, and I don't usually find that as big of an issue with, uh, with racing games. I'm actually going to give it a 9 for controls. That's I mean, pretty I think, high. I mean, this is one of the... Alright. Like, this game has problems, but I don't think it's in the controls. It's not in the and, controls, yeah. And I, I would agree games, to that. And most of the games that we've played do have problems with the controls. That's true. I'd say this is one of the strongest... One of the strongest... That category of games that we've reviewed. Alright, story. Or how well written what yeah. there is is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Not every game can have the best story, but they don't all have to be yeah, masters yeah. of Tereskazi right. either. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, so, is there a story in well, single yeah, player? There's, so, there's not really a story mode. I mean, okay. I, I don't. I don't even think there's. I don't even. There might be an opening crawl, but I don't think there is. Like, it's there's not a story mode. I mean, there's well, there just, is an opening crawl because it talks about how. Um, oh no, that's that's. Demolitions talks yeah, about how yeah, piloting was too dangerous. I don't actually. I don't know. I don't think there is an opening crawl. Uh, I, would, I should have checked that today. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, there's not. Yeah, I would have remembered something. Yeah, I don't think. Um, I think you're right. Um, but but what this game does have, and I don't know, and this is sort of borderline with story and lore. Um, it does do something that that I that st- Star Wars stuff of that time. It it lets you play as obscure characters that had four frames in the movie. That is true. So like you I, can you I can would play as Gascano. I would consider that more uh, lore, but at the same time, um, it didn't really like do anything too badly. There just wasn't really any story there. Yeah, so I, mean, I guess I give it a five. They didn't screw yeah. up, but there wasn't much and there. This, this one's this one's out of ten. This one is um, out of ten. Just because of just because of that factor, I mean, it's it is also lore, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna dock at some points in lore because of other reasons. So I'm gonna so you're gonna get, inflate it here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because this is I mean, it's the story is these characters are in a pod race. That's true. And and so and and for the most part, they did the characters well. Um, and I'm gonna be super nitpicky in lore, so I'm gonna give it <laughs> I'm gonna give it an. Eight in in uh, in in story. All right. Next section is music, which, as we said, is just uh, more Star Wars. Yeah, that's a three. What? Yeah, I'll give it a three as well. Because I, I don't think it wasn't um, even particularly. Well, no, oh, no. Actually, I'm going to give it a four because it, because it's also sound work and stuff. Uh, and that's the right. voice we acting did, was good. We did change it, and yeah, there was the voice acting. Should get a point for Greg, but it is what it is. Um, next is lore. All right, get super picky. Okay. So first of all, Anakin Skywalker uh, has never finished a race, and I don't really think that I don't think that Watto was flying him from planet to planet. It does seem slightly unlikely. Um, I also highly doubt that they were doing Kessel or that they were doing. Um, pod racing on Kessel. So, uh, there's some problematic natures. Also, um, the one fact about Ben Quadranero that is, is canon, or mostly canon, or that I know, is that he has never crossed the starting line of a pod race. Right, and he keeps buying racers, or renting racers, yeah. or something like yeah. that. And he's, yeah, always blows it and, up. And he, is a, and he is a playable character, and he is an AI, and he 
He always, he always crosses, crosses the, starting the starting line. line. It's physically not possible how, for him not to do so. How cool would that be if, if he always blew up? It, or at least, I mean, you could you could have it if he's the player character. He you, you like he he can go through, but like if if the AI always just exploded before the the starting. Even if they just threw him in as the ninth racer or something like. Right, that. right, right. Yeah, yeah. One extra, just boom. yeah, um, yeah, because that would give you. Um, it would give you this. It would be. It would give you'd you that. Never like, be illusion. last. Yeah, you'd never <laughs> be last. Exactly. Um, yeah, and also sort of along with with lore, the other thing that it gets wrong, like the one pod race we see, most of the defining characteristic is that most of them do not finish the race. And yeah, because it's so dangerous. And, and you definitely finish the race in this. If right. they had done it, if they had done it more like a uh, like a. Um, a dead in the water, um, <laughs> which which there's the, is a, is that game that I brought up about this as being similar to uh, demolitions. But one of the modes in that game is it's a race, but you're also trying to shoot each oh, other. Oh, that boat game. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. That was so terrible. If they'd, a, if they'd a, well, if if instead of if instead of having your your shit like like you run you run into the walls and it if they'd have given you more health, but then made Essentially, giving you cause permadeath, that may have uh, that may have helped with the help. You know, that would have made yeah. it feel a little more like it's actually a pod race, especially, or at least if there was like an option for that, or like a, something in the in the single special player mode yeah. to make it feel like a, to make it to give it a little yeah. bit more. And like, yeah, you mentioned that oh, they're not taking Anakin to all the planets. Anakin only crosses the start the finish line one time because right. as soon as he's done with his first pod race or his his first win. He's yeah. gone, and he never pod races again. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he, I think there are stories like when he's a, well, he's a Jedi, like he goes to a planet and wins a pod race for reasons. Just giggles. Like, well, it's like, like you know to save the, you know, because Jedi show up and do something all cowboyish. You know, that's a thing that and it would make sense. You know, he goes to he's like he's like sixteen. He goes to you know he goes to Malastare. That's where they that's where they are. Right. That's where they they're like. Oh, there's a pod racing on Malastare. That's, yeah, that's, that's where Qui Gon right? saw it. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to Malastare, and there's a some sort of they're trying to do some sort of dispute thing, or somebody you know some family owes the guy money, and he's like, you know sort of like in the Tatooine, and he's like, well, you know what? They've got like they're like, well, the only way that we can possibly win money is if is if some, is if we could win this pod race, but and we have this pod racer here, but I don't know how to fly it. <laughs> That, I mean that you know that's yeah. a Star Wars expanded universe story right there. Yeah, I think it actually is one, but even if it isn't one, it should be like right. that. That that, defi- that definitely happened. But yeah, I mean yeah, swoop racing, you know whatever. Yeah, the Anakin. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Anakin thing is is more forgivable, and that's why I'm only docking points in lore, um, because you could maybe you could you could maybe say that uh, that. That Watto has a connection with Jabba, and so there's more space travel because in Star Wars there's more space travel. Yeah, uh, but how do you get your 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 big top dollar betting gangsters to Kessel? Yeah, <laughs> to, to, who who wants to take all the gangsters to the to the, the prison planet just to watch a race? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yes. seem like a good idea. Well, <laughs> I, well, back that's back and forth because on the other hand, on the other hand. Going to weird exotic locales is something would be that a, draw. a that a cra- and and uh, and a and like a crazy uh, uh, like eccentric billionaire might do. So I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it is it is weird that there's I I don't know but actually, it is, but yeah. it is Kessel sort of just appears in almost all the random Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, because because uh, and no one actually knows what it we'll looks like. New, take us <laughs> to the spines of Kessel or what? Like you know, it's. Yeah. It's a thing that's mentioned in the movies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for Laura, I'm going to give it a three. I was going to give it the same. Yeah, I was going to give it a two, but then I talked myself into being okay with there being pod races on Castle, so that, that'll take it up to a three. Yeah. All right. So, next would be originality or uniqueness. Yeah. So, this is, this is the first Star Wars racing game. That's not bad. Um, I mean that, that's a fair point. We're getting we're getting more Star Wars games than just copies of other things, too. right? Right. This is this 
is its own game. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. It, I mean, it, it has it has elements of other N sixty four arcade racers, um, but it's it is it is definitely di- it is different enough. I think um, so. I would I would give that a probably a four. I'm actually going to give it a five. I don't usually rate uniqueness high, but I think they they took a shot on this one and it yeah. worked. It well, worked out pretty well. And it's not just that it's unique, but it's also, they, they, I mean, it's not, like, I get, you know, like, you give, it, this is more, this is further from something like Cruising USA or, or, uh, the, the, the San Francisco Rush specifically has the same, uh, your car crashes and then it puts you a little bit later in the course. Yeah, but I, I think, mechanic. I think things like the repair mechanic yeah. make it nice. Right, right. And the fact, the speed boosts are nice. I like the, how you have to slow, and even just, I like the banking system Mm -hmm. for, um, when you're trying to push off of walls, if you, if you bank. Yeah, 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 so that's the thing. Um, also, also, uh, I actually forgot about that. Another thing that I forgot to mention is you go really fast in this game. Yeah, yeah, you, you actually faster. feel like you're moving really fast. Yeah, you go a lot faster than you do in most in most arcade racing games. So, and you can't see very far into the distance, so it's <laughs> yeah. always a surprise. What's? Yeah, I mean, you do kind of have to memorize the courses, but there are plenty of courses, so you can't perfectly memorize them. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah, there's. I mean, I I've rated this pretty decently. So, what did I give it a four for originality? Yeah, uh, and then overall field discretionary. Um. I'm gonna give it a four. It has to lose a point for the for the multiplayer, but my opinion of it has improved. It, it definitely improved vastly after I put some real a real decent amount of time into the single player mode. Yeah, I I, I thought about giving it a five, but I don't want to. Yeah, no, you you don't like this game. I I mostly don't. It was kind of fun to play for a little while, but. I think that you and I have talked each other into liking this game more than we do. Right. If you sat me down in front of this thing and had me play right. for another twenty minutes, I'd probably be cursing it out. <laughs> so you should not give it a. You should not I give it, it a five. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a four. Cool. I've been a little harsh in some of the other categories, so I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. So what? Uh, what? Are, how does math work? All right. Math works with. I gave it a six, seven, five, four, three, five, four, which works out to 12, 16, 21, 28, 34, which is actually fairly high. Uh huh. And you gave it, let's see, 17, so, you like this game a lot more than me, which mm-hmm. makes total sense. <laughs> uh, is that the highest you've ever rated a game? I'm sure that I rated Galactic Battlegrounds better. Oh, yeah, that was like one point. Yeah, you gave Galactic Battlegrounds a 49. But I doubt than, we'll ever pass that. But it's better than... Bounty Hunter was my next highest, right? Bounty Hunter, you gave a 30... No, I gave it a 36. I... Don't know what you gave it. Oh no, you gave it a thirty-six. I gave it a forty. Okay. Oh, so who switched? I should really standardize my note taking on this, but I don't want to. <laughs> All right, and yeah, okay. So yeah, so, you like this game about the same as I like Bounty Hunter, and vice versa. I, sounds about right because yeah, I think yeah, that sounds about right. I although yeah, that's inter- yeah, that's interesting. I think I like. Yeah, like I said, I, I've, my opinion of it has has risen since I put a little more time into the single player. Because, uh, and and yeah, and I I did I have sort of I have to realize that like I kind of have to judge a game on mostly on its single player, just because like the amount of time that I spend playing a game single player versus the amount of time that I spend playing a multiplayer, especially a local game like that. Yeah, like I'm definitely going to put way more time into the single player. I look forward to some if if we can try to figure out how to play some of these like PC online multiplayer. I don't even know if some of, if it's possible for some of them anymore, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably a lot of them because Star Wars. Eh, a lot of them were tied into Microsoft Zone though a long time ago, and that has ceased to exist. Well, yeah, yeah, but like when with with GOG, like when GOG brought the 
did all the Star Wars games like X Wing oh, versus Tie Fighter? Oh, did they redo all the multiplayer? At least, I mean, at least I know that they did with X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah, um, we may be able to tie it into Hamachi too. So, but I don't want to play online multiplayer because I'll get I'll lose a lot. Yeah, I, I want to shoot you in the face. That's, no. that's the well, point. no, I mean I'm okay with playing against you. I, oh, okay. I don't want to be playing against the people who've been playing the game nonstop for 20 years. Oh no, screw that! I don't want to do that. <laughs> that sounds awful. Okay, I'd like to leave of, the spawn point. <laughs> speaking of uh, games that um, are games, um, we got another N64 game that we're rating, uh, Rogue Squadron 3D. No, no, you played Rogue Squadron. The PC version was called Rogue Squadron okay. 3D. It was a slight difference, same game <laughs> for the most part. It's close, close enough. Uh, which well, came out yeah, in 1998, the same year as Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Banjo-Kazooie, Metal Gear Solid, Half-Life, and another Crash Bandicoot game, uh, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warp. Cool. So, this is uh, the N64 uh, X-Wing flight sim type game. Uh, and Well, it's less of a flight sim and more like an arcade flyer. Okay. I, I mean, don't do you know not, what the difference okay, is there. So a flight simulator would be much more strict, like, say, uh, X-Wing or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, where you control with a joystick a lot more, it's a lot more precise. Whereas this game is more about, uh, it's all third person for the most part. There is a first person option, but it's uh, much harder to do. Um, but generally, true flight simulators have a lot more controls and a lot more customizability. Whereas this would be... Definitely more of an arcade game because it's not quite as strict. Uh, there's no like flight characteristics really, aside from like your top speed. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I never thought of it that way. I just always thought of this as a worse version of X Wing versus Tie Fighter. No, it's just an arcade version. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's an interesting. Point. I should like it more then. Yeah, I, I would have expected you to like the arcade versions more than yeah, the simulators. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Because my, I mean, my biggest, my 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 biggest issues with this game, I mean, the controls are imperfect, but I can kind of deal with that because it's because it's N sixty four, and I thought maybe if I got the PC port, then it would be better. But uh, but you've said right, that maybe. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, you mentioned that you were having problems with what? What did you not like about the the controls on the N sixty four? Let's run um, through it real quick. So so I mean, it, it, what it comes down to is the. You're you're using the you're using the joystick to direct your ship, and and so it's it's very and that joystick is not very smooth. It's very like it's almost. I mean, thinking now I'm thinking about it. It's all it almost works like a D pad. Like like you're going specific directions. It doesn't have like an in, infinite freedom of motion, and so it does it does sort of make the flying kind of kind of jerky and in, and imprecise. Okay. See, I had I was playing with an Xbox controller on PC. Which actually was a lot... I felt was pretty smooth, and I had decent uh, control that way. The problem that I kept running into was... uh, One... The turn speed felt really slow and completely irregular. Mm -hmm. I could go up and down super easy, but as soon as I wanted to go left and right, it was very difficult uh, to even just match the AI or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... Going it around in a circle was a massive chore in this game. Yeah, yeah, like like, and in the early levels, you're targeting uh, stationary targets a lot. Yeah. So the, like, you fly by, and if you didn't kill it as you fly as you fly by, you got to take like a good thirty seconds to turn around. Well, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to do all that uh, strategic use of the boost, at least with the X wing. The boost and the uh, the slow down buttons are very yeah. important. Uh, but yeah, if you missed, it was a problem. I also, I also would have liked for the uh, missiles to have some sort of locking mechanism. Right, right. So that's which that's, Star Fox had. Why can't we do that with anything the, else? The very, very first thing when I played this game because I played, I played the X Wing versus Tie Fighter demo a gajillion times when I was a kid, and I always thought that that this is a, I, this is a misnomer that I had of of how because I didn't have a console. I assumed that console games were always better. Um, I think I think it's because when I first, very very first started playing video games, I was playing DOS platformers at home, and then I was going to my friend's house and playing Nintendo and Super Nintendo platformers, 
And in that specific case, the, the console games are better. <laughs> um, I don't know that that's true of anything else. Um, at, at least, you know, if you're going one-to-one. So yeah. I always thought, I, I always saw X-Wing versus TIE Fighter as a, as like a, a lighter, ver- as a less cool version of Rogue Squadron. And then I actually played Rogue Squadron and there's no targeting computer. Yeah. Which is, which if is you can't really... turn off your targeting computer, you can't be a Jedi. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like so, first of all, there's no targeting computer, and second of all, the uh, the radar. I like. I always liked in X Wing versus Tie Fighter. You had two radars, one in front and one behind, which is super unique, actually. But yeah, and, and in this and in this, it's it's uh, side to it's side. just one top down. Yeah, and and it's and it's really 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 hard to. I, I mean, because the because the dots are so little, you have to look for the red dots and not the green dots, and it's just just really hard to use. Yeah, it's it's definitely an older style of radar that's much more common to uh, like first person shooters than right. Right. Makes it makes way more sense for those because it's generally flat and terrain. Um, right. I also I also ran into problems where um, I tried to fly over a building. And the maximum fl- height limit that my ship could go was under the height limit of the building by, like, a foot. Mm. So I, I, like, nosed up into the ceiling of my flight thing and then slowly slid forward Were, into the were you on... What ship were you on? It was a, it was a snowspeeder. Okay, it was a snowspeeder. Which made so sense. Have, yeah, it was irritating. Yeah. The snowspeeder... That, so, so. But, but I was chasing TIE Fighters, which bunked out... Just jumped over it just a little bit and was really irritating. Well, yeah, because because uh, you're 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 in a you're in a a, a, a speeder versus a starship. Yeah, I, I just be able to go. I would have preferred if it had like a if you, if you got to the top of your range, like you 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 could still go up a little more, but it was a lot slower or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's an N sixty four game, so that's before yeah. they did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, other things that I thought were a problem were specifically aiming. Was I mean it was really nice to have that targeting reticle, but it was also super inaccurate. I felt like, um, and I don't know if you had this problem on N sixty four, but the camera would randomly get like super far away from my ship and would never go back to my ship. So I'd have to skip to first person mode and then go out of first person yeah, I, mode. I never, I never noticed that. The only time I noticed the camera moving was when I was doing a speed boost. Okay, yeah, like, a lot of times it would start then, but it would, like, never snap back. At one point, my ship was flying towards the camera, and I couldn't figure out what Mm. was going on. Like, I knew there were, there was buttons for, like, looking behind yourself, but I hadn't hit any Mm. of those, and I was super confused. Now, this, you said you were playing the actual PC version. Uh, This is a Windows 95 game. Uh, How how were you playing it? I bought, when, uh... When after we started doing this a little bit, Steam had a sale uh, around just before May the fourth, uh-huh. and I bought their entire complete Star Wars collection for I think it was eighteen dollars, which discounted the games that I already owned. So Rogue Squadron 3D was one of the games included in this. Okay, because I wonder if some of that is com- a compatibility issue because I've having played a handful of stuff off of GOG or off of Steam that's like. You would think yeah, that it's you probably it it's probably it. not an original issue, but it's a problem yeah, that I feel yeah. like I have to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's just like uh, you know, if you if you, maybe if you were playing it in Windows in a in a Windows ninety five virtual machine, it wouldn't have been an issue. Uh, I don't have time for that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's just it's something to. I mean, that's the you know that's the thing of the thing you have to be aware. And of. And actually, I think I think those games, games, those old compatibility games, might actually be running a virtual machine. That they play the game in. Yeah, I, think I know that's that how a lot of them work. The DOS, the DOS games yeah, will run DOS, run DOS box, box, which is a but uh, Windows ninety five games are notorious for not doing that or not doing that well. I think this is Windows ninety eight. Windows that Windows ninety eight is just as bad. Or worse. I know, I know, it's probably worse. Actually, yeah, I, I think I think just I think because it's technically it was Windows ninety eight. Probably yeah, probably. Uh, well, if it wait, when did it come? out? What year? It came out in ninety eight. It came out in ninety eight. I'll, uh, I thought I saw Windows 98 when I started the game, so I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because it, it may have... Well, it, it probably was compatible with Windows 95. Right. 
So that may have been what it was. It may have had a, a crappy a crappy Windows 95 emulator that ran underneath it. Oh, that would be terrible. And, uh, uh, yeah, that would not be ideal. Yeah, um, so, yeah that, that, may be, that may be what was going on there. Although, but, yeah, that's a... I, we talked yeah. enough about that. I, I also had a problem with when I was chasing, like, the TIE Fighters. They would actually sort of jitter and shake around. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you noticed this a whole lot. Like, they'd be flying in a straight line. They'd just be shaking around. And uh, they would... Their, their flight pattern was very choppy. And it was really hard to judge how far your lasers were going. Mm-hmm. At, at what speed so unless you were chasing straight behind them it was really hard to make a shot yeah I mean I, I couldn't I couldn't like I mean my mine was sh- shaky and jittery but that's because that's how I was steering oh okay um, uh, I mean basically and basically the only way that I would hit a tie would be I would just hold down the laser button and and move around yeah I did favor the single lasers and the double lasers for exactly that reason. Like in X-Wing, I would, or X-Wing versus TIE fighter. I prefer the, uh, quad linked or twin linked mm-hmm. laser cannons, whatever I've got. Generally twin linked, I think is usually my favorite, um, except on an X-Wing. Um, uh, but in this game, those are terrible. So how, how far did you get mission wise? I, well, I, I only played this for a couple hours. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, I was on the, I think the fourth level of the speeder level. Oh, the the yeah, the one that I got stuck on for a year yeah. and a half. The 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 first one where you have um, it's uh, uh defection at Corellia or something. You're on Corellia. Yeah, 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 and I uh, get Crix Medine. I I died once from crashing into that building, and uh, twice from Tie Fighters ramming me from behind, mm. and uh, that was demoralizing. So I pretty much stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so so that level is very important to me because that level changed my opinion of the game twice. Really? So first of all, I was having perfect fun. It was the right I got this is another game that I initially got when I initially got my N64 about a year year and a half ago. Um, and uh, or I got it early on anyway. And I was I was, you know, slowly but surely working my way through missions and then I got to that mission. So you didn't even get to the part that I got stuck on. Um because uh, that's the mission where you have to do harpoons and tow cables on the uh, on the ATAT. Uh, no, actually, that might have been my le- my third death. Okay, was I, it switched my camera to the, right. the thing, and then I immediately exploded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, I didn't you, even hit the button; it just yeah, killed the, me. The way they do the way they do the harpoons and tow cables is the the worst. Yeah, because first of all, it switches the camera angle. So you confu- you get confused which direction you should be st- st- doing the joystick, um, then and it also is really really hard to navigate because you just ha- you have to fly your from a different angle you have to fly your your snow speeder around the ATAT like perfectly three times yeah um, so that got me stuck like hours and hours and hours um, the other thing the other thing is you said you were favoring the uh, the the single blast you basically should only use the single lasers. Because the TIE Fighters only take one hit to kill. Well, the Bombers take two. And the Bombers took one. Really? At, at least I, I had them shrug off. Well, okay, in PC, they, they took several. <laughs> yeah. Because I had them shrug off even, even like, mm. a couple twin links. Like, yeah. I, I could see the... the might the have blasts. been... Um, might have been... That might have also been a compatibility issue or something, because huh. yeah, they definitely... Like, you just had to... You barely... You didn't even have to hit them directly. Like, you, you just... No, see, probe droids took one, but the TIE Fighters took two, and I was pretty sure Bombers took three. Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, the Bombers specifically, definitely, like, I would, uh, by the time, because I played this level so many times, um, <laughs> that, you know, because I, uh, yeah, by the time I got to, by the time I was actually able to beat the level, because I actually did beat it today, um, I was, I was taking out the, I was three lasers, three, three Bombers, like, you knew all the flight I knew, paths. I knew, I knew the exact pattern and everything, at least for the first handful. Um, so I got to the first cutscene really quickly. Uh, I will say though, once I did figure out how to do the how to take out how to do the the tow cable on the first ATAT. Oh, there's more than one. There's two. <laughs> okay, I didn't get that far. Um, yeah. So the well, and it's and it's it's the it's basically the last two sections of the mission. Oh, okay. Um, you you do the first you do the first ATAT once I once I figured out sort of the trick for doing it and the exact timing and everything I was able to do the second one with on the in that same 
in that same life, in that same yeah, that same well, round. Yeah, so, if you can do that first one in that tiny little valley, you should be able to do another one. Yeah, it's there. also in a tiny little oh, valley. Um, <laughs> but uh, wouldn't want it to be easy. Yeah, um, but once once I was able to once I was able to do it, I was able to do it twice. So I bet I could do it more regularly now that I kind of know how to do it. Yeah. So, but then the pro here's the problem. The next mission, I have no idea what I was supposed to do in it. Like it was a, did you skip was, the cutscene? No, I, I followed it and I listened to what they said. And I read a thing on the internet to say what I was supposed to do. And I did exactly what I was supposed to do. And I thought I was doing fine. And every time it said mission failed. Um, Oh, one of your friend, you probably lost too many friendlies or something. Well, yes, yes. It was, uh, um, the mission is the. Mi- I mean, the mission is that you're supposed to protect the Y wings, and if all the yeah. Y wings get killed, then then uh, then you yeah. lose. But it's so hard to protect things in that game. Yeah, I yeah. know. When I played Moss Eisley the first time, before I killed a probe droid, both of my friendly X wings had crashed. Yeah, and um, and <laughs> there's a and there's there's actually an earlier mission where you're um where you're protecting a convoy. Yep, I- and that's and that's hard enough because you actually have to stay with the convoy and stuff. Took me a while to figure that out. Yeah, um, but at least those you can see. It's really hard to see what's a what's a, what's a friendly versus what's an enemy if you're just looking at the screen. Much less what's a Y wing versus what's an X wing. Like, it, it, and and also on this on this particular uh, particular mission, it was like it, it, you're supposed to take out like turrets and yeah. It just, I mean, it just was really unclear what I was supposed to do. Um, yeah, if you only have 320 pixels by 240 pixels, you don't get a lot. Yeah, I mean at distance, and and I mean I think part of that is just is just difficulty of the game. Um, that's where that the fact that I was able to beat the ATAT level um, sort of made made me realize that a lot of it is that the game is just hard, and if you're just better at it, then. You'll do better. Yeah, and this was back in the day when, like, hard games means replayability. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's ten missions and two bonus missions. So uh, they don't want you to burn through it too. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, and there's and there are save states. So it's not like you have to power through the first five missions every time you play. Right. And there's so, different medals and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It into. does it does make sense. It does make sense to um to have it be a pretty difficult game. Um, I think if I played it back then, I would real I would really enjoy have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, and I do uh, remember really liking it when it came out when I played it at someone else's house. Yeah. But yeah, um, now also, it doesn't hold up. And the one much. the one other thing the one other thing I want to mention is because uh, this is something that would mitigate the difficulty, and I think that in our modern games mindset we kind of forget about it. It's cheat codes. There are a bunch of cheat codes for this game, right? Which I thought it was really interesting. I found that uh, when the game came out, it was six months before episode one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, and they actually the, hid the, the Naboo, Naboo Starfighter Fighter in there, and they nobody found it until after episode one came out, and they announced that you could oh, that you could unlock the Naboo Starfighter. Oh, it actually so holds cool. the record for the the most secret code in N sixty four because nobody found it. <laughs> that's that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, there is actually a a, thi- a, a, a a menu option to put in the cheat code, yeah. and there are and there are um, yeah there were codes to unlock ships like the Millennium Falcon and the Naboo Fighter and the, and the Tie Interceptor, um, codes to unlock all levels, codes for infinite lives, because um, that is something uh, that that is something like if uh, if I'd have had infinite lives, well actually no infinite lives wouldn't help because. Yeah, infinite lives wouldn't really help. You usually lose because you fail the mission. Yeah. Like if I if I was I was thinking like if I could just if I could just suicide into that ATAT over and over and over again. Right. Then but the problem is you have to kill the ATAT before it gets to the city. Oh, so there's a time limit. I yeah. see. Yeah. Um, you don't have forever. Yeah, because if it gets to the city, then they're like General Riken, and the building explodes. Wasn't it Crix Medine? So Crix Medine is in the. The tech is in, building is in the tech building. General Riken is in the is in the city proper. If you oh, if you so if you blow up the first one, you go to the second one. I see. Well, you kind of go back and forth, but yeah. Uh, if um, you, but like the way that they the cutscene of failing the mission is if you don't complete the mission, if you don't take out all the bad guys in time for them to 
send a shuttle to oh, it's for get him Riken off, of then Riken's, the building Riken's in blows up. So you okay. General Riken! I've heard that lots of times. <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, there are, um, there are a lot of cheat codes. And I think, and that actually does um, factor in because like when I was a kid, I, a lot of these, a lot of these types of games, I did use cheats. And I think that that does set sort of a, a low, a lower, like it, like there, it does sort of unlock an easy mode. Yeah. Um, and there were, there was another vehicle. It was, I think the graphic designer included his car that you could play. Oh, I, I didn't, <laughs> it's like I a didn't 1995, some Buick or something like that. I'm not sure. exactly. Yeah. I, I was, I was not aware of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the one, the, and the complaint about the cheat codes that I have though, is I did unlock all the love. I did the cheat code to unlock all the levels, but you have to punch in the cheat code. First, you have to punch in the cheat code for all the levels or it's like, there's like a string of codes that you have to put in, yeah. in the particular order to, to get everything you want. And then if you reboot the computer, if you reboot your, your console, it, it doesn't. And then you open up your save game. The cheats are not there. <laughs> so, so take yeah. that cheater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to redo it, which is kind of tedious, but, uh, but that's, but that's okay. Um, yeah, my yeah, I, like I said, and then um, the other thing is the other sort of comment is they have the Battle of Hoth and the Battle of Yavin that you can play as bonus stages, which usually these like I think in Rogue Squadron two there's a death the Death Star trench run is like the first mission that you play yeah, um, and that's probably the correct thing is to have the battles that people have heard of be the kind of the hook missions or at least one of them. And I believe that the PC version had an extra level which was um basically flying around Tatooine. It was a canyon. Oh yeah, yeah, there's also a Be- Beggar's Canyon. Beggar's level. Canyon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was yeah, just that's, PC or Yeah, that's also that's also a bonus level. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um and then the one other thing I wanted to mention, I know I just keep saying the one other thing. I mean, this game is pretty deep obviously for yeah. a for a short um, it's a favorite. We can't skip I think, over it. I think this game, uh, it it is one of the things, sort of like sort of like Episode One Racer, where people who kids who were playing it heard names like Wedge and General Riken and Crix Nadine, um, that uh, that you sort of names that may or may not have been mentioned have been thrown around in the movies, but these are these are characters who got fleshed out in the expanded universe. And I think that they did sort of uh, open up people's curiosity um, to to go into a little bit more. Right. Um, and even for the writers, like throwing these characters in the game is almost guaranteed that they would get fleshed out later by someone else. Right. Right. So. Um. So uh, yeah. So so that that's an that's an interesting. Thing. Well, I wouldn't say guaranteed because uh, you know um, what's her name from uh, Masters of Terrasquazi. I keep forget. I always forget her name. Yeah, but that game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, putting it in a good game means that someone will yeah. do something with it later. Putting yeah, it in well, a completely failed piece of crap does not mean anything. Good game is is a stretch. I do think I do think this game very much suffers from it being a game of the time. Yeah, for its time, Probably. it was an amazing game. Now it hurts, which is interesting <laughs> because I think I think that Episode One Racer holds up better than this. Yeah, um, even I, though I, I think you're right. But at the same time, like at the time, I think this I a, thought this was a better game. Rogue Squadron is definitely a more ambitious game. Yeah, um, I, I think that's okay. All right, um, so I think we should get into our, our scores. Sure. Uh, gameplay is it fun? How'd you like it? Uh, I'll give it a seven. That's well, six. I'm gonna give it a six. A six. I I yeah. Gameplay yeah. All right, I'll give it a seven. I I actually enjoyed. What I played a fair amount, I, I would have liked to have played a bit more, uh, but I sort of put it off till a little late. Uh, mechanics, I'm going to rate it not good. Yeah. I'm going to give it a... Oh, do I give it a three or a four? A three. I'm going to give it a three, just because I'm, I'm still sore about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that uh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to do it better than you, but... Um, uh, geez, you gave it a three. Um, <laughs> well, I played X-Wing recently, and that made me very sad. For, right. Uh, 
And, well, and like, part of that was probably the PC port, which I mean, I can only review the game I played. But I mean, if this is, if you feel like the control, the controls and the mechanics in this were worse than X Wing's controls and mechanics, oh. Yeah. This game came out five years later, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, at least, at least X-Wing had target lock for my freaking missiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on a, as, a, as a side note, um, previously you, have t- you, you mentioned that you believed that uh, Super Star Wars for um, Super Nintendo was, a cl- was a, essentially a clone of Metal Slug. Yeah. Metal Slug came out four years later. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> Superstar or something like it came out significantly later. Like it came out in '95. I looked it up the other day. It came out in '95, and uh, Super Star Wars was like '91, '92. Okay, I'm sure there was another game it copied that. I don't know. Well, it was. I, a run, I mean, it was a run and gun. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of games like that. I mean, it, Contra, it, it, all those, Mega things, Man, yeah. even. Yeah, yeah. It, it I just thought the art style specifically. Yes, I, yeah, because I played I played uh, Metal Slug the other day at the old North Arcade and. Uh, and it is a similar it is a similar art style and a similar design. Okay. So it is a clone of Super Star Wars. Ouch. <laughs> still not giving it more points. No, I don't know. <laughs> you haven't rated it yet. I still won't give it more points. It gets zero. <laughs> I will never review it. And well no, it, uh, at our the, after a year, I think we'll we'll do an episode where we review <laughs> the stuff from the pre- that we previously did. Okay. Anyway, um So yeah, mechanics controls. Oh yeah, that's on me. I was I was uh, I was filibustering. Um, yeah, I mean it's I mean yeah, it's just not as good as X Wing versus Tie Fighter, which was even if it, even if X Wing versus Tie Fighter came out later, it still is like the around standard around for the, Sims, and it's around the same time and by the same company and all this. You I know, think it was only a year later. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. I mean, it doesn't look like a. I mean, it doesn't look like a PS2 game. So it couldn't have been that much later. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, uh, four for for that. All right. Uh, story. Um. So just because of the, I'm gonna give it a nine because of the because there is there is some overarching story of mission to mission and and, and stuff. Although we I I mean I got about halfway through the game and you got. Less than halfway. Yeah, the but game. I, I, more but, or less I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, there. So there is some story there, and it really, it, it, like I said, it, 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 it did something where it, where it made. I mean, this is. I, I remember sitting down with Michael Gavazzi and playing this game as a kid, and you hear them talk about Wedge, and like, oh yeah, I remember Wedge. He's the guy that didn't die, and yeah. you know, looking up on the 1996 internet and. Uh, uh, you know who's Wedge Antilles? Uh, 1996, 1999. I don't know. Whatever year. It had was. to be later than 98. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was later than 97 because that's when uh, that's when I, that's when Special Edition came out and that's when I met Mike Gavazzi. So well, I mean, I'm just saying the game came out in 98. <laughs> yeah. So so probably. doesn't matter when you met friends if the game wasn't out yet. But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, all right. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand. I am actually going to give it a 10 for story, because at the time, this was fantastic. And we had very little to go mm-hmm. on at this point. Um, and the story, I mean, it wasn't great. Kind of held up. Definitely made everyone love Rogue Squadron. Like, wasn't even really a thing before this. So mm-hmm. they did a fantastic job. And Rogue Squadron is one of those things that has just been, like, a fan favorite forever. Yeah. So... Yeah. All right. Music. It actually had original music. It wasn't, like, just a Star Wars, straight Star Wars clone. Mm. It was okay. Yeah. I didn't uh, think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah, it was fine. And again, the uh, the um, the voice acting was solid. There was a decent amount of voice acting. Um, the, although the guy that they had voicing as Han Solo did not sound like Han Solo. Well, yeah. I think I think it was the same voice actor as General Riken. Doing the same voice because at the end of that mission, General Riken says something and then Han Solo says something. It's the same guy, and it's the same guy doing the same voice. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that since I didn't finish the level. But 
Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I maybe maybe it was all supposed to be Han. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Just talking to himself. I'll give it, I mean, I'll give it a four. All right. I was going to give it a four as well. Um, I mean, it's always nice to see a game attempt something that isn't just the same Star Wars music. Mm -hmm. And I felt the the music was fairly successful. Um, It would have been nice to have the main Star Wars theme once or twice, but maybe there was. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that it is original music because I feel like I didn't notice it. I, I thought it was still Star Wars music, and it is... That's a good sign. If it blends. And it is, like, orchestral and stuff. It is not... It does not sound, uh... Like a bad mini version. Um... Like, uh... Like in Dark Forces. Uh... Which is... Which is interesting, because it's, a. Uh, I mean, some of the... Some of the music on N64 is not great. Yeah. Alright. Um... Lore. I'm gonna give it a 5 in lore. Because I like... I like Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I mean, it's a five in lore because, I mean, that's, again, the story and lore are sort of like sort of like with the previous game, but better, but more so and better. Like, the, the story and lore are linked here. Like, yeah. the reason it got such a good story, uh, good, the reason it got such good points in story is because it was true to Star Wars lore and it kind of was set a foundation for a lot of, a lot of stories in, in the lore. All right, uh, originality, uniqueness. I'm gonna give it. Uh, well, I mean, how favorably do I compare this game to Star Fox? I guess is the question. Um, direct comparison, not great, but it is Star Wars and it looks pretty good. Um, I guess I'll give it a three. I'm gonna give it a two because. I mean, it's, it's, there were, it, because it's worse than the PC games, yeah. but it's the same as, I mean, it's, it may it, be an arc, like you said, it's an arcade style ground attack thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ground. Yeah. Versus a, versus a hundred percent space flight sim, but it's going for that same feel. I mean, it, it, they're, they're. It's a it's a it's a different it's a slightly different gaming philosophy, but it's trying to do the same thing. It's trying to be a I get to fly an X Wing game, and it doesn't do it as well as the PC games. Right. And I think there are games that come out later that I don't know, maybe do it a little more I don't know, do the whole ground attack thing and uh, arcade maybe a little better. It might be heresy to say, like, Starfighter and Jedi Starfighter might have been a better game, but I'm not sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We haven't we, reviewed them yet. We haven't reviewed and them And I haven't yet. played them since they originally came yeah. out, so... I will say, I played Starfighter uh, within the last year, and it's... The controls are definitely better. It feels like a more modern game. Okay. Which, I mean, it, All right, it so is. I'm gonna... For overall feel discretionary points, I'm giving this a three. That sounds about right. A three sounds about right. All right, which means that I have rated this 35, and you rated this 34. Sounds about right. That's, I think, as close as we've ever been. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think this this game is... This it's game good, is- but not... Yeah, fantastic, and it's and it's uh, definite flaws. It's got it's got the. I think we both have a similar amount of nostalgia for it, and it's it's in the. It's it's not old enough for me to favor the old game style mechanics, and it's not new enough for you to favor the new game style mechanics. That's true. So <laughs> it's sort of like this weird midpoint between our fav- our preferred yeah, yeah. Like if kinds it was games. yeah, if it was any if it was any older if it was any older like you would you would. There would be things about it that you specifically didn't like because you thought they were dated that I specifically liked, and then if there were, and if it were any newer, like if it was like Bounty, like Bounty Hunter had a lot of stuff in it that, um, that like made me quit video games, and obviously didn't make you quit video games. Yeah. So, Star Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron, better than average. <laughs> better, than, better than average. Yeah, that feels about that feels about right. I mean, it's just I think that that's probably. One of the most... I, I do think Rogue Squadron is one of the most overrated 
uh, Star Wars games. It's one of those games that sort of like everyone remembers. Everyone played it. Yeah. Everyone remembers that it was good at the time, and maybe didn't touch all the other Star Wars games. Yeah. I, yeah. Which is maybe true of a lot of. I think that's true. And of a definitely lot of that didn't era. touch a lot of the really bad Star Wars yeah. games. Yeah. We'll see how bad the bad ones are. I got Yoda's story for Game Boy Color. Oh, please, no, I don't want to. I'm going to put that off as long as possible. No, we'll play, we'll, we'll do, um, next, next month we're going to do both Battlefront games. The first time we're going to do two games in one that are in one, like, franchise type thing. I don't know, I think it'll be fun. Alright. I mean, that's, that sounds good. Alright, um. Not. Yeah. And I will try not to uh, complain too hard about the most recent Battlefront game that barely counts. And is not a game that we're actually reviewing. We're not reviewing. Cause but I'm still salty about That's fine. <laughs> you can you can bring that up, because that's interesting that you're... That it's, I've heard good things about it, mostly. It's a pretty game, super shallow gameplay, and okay, I'm done. Well, I mean, I thought that was the point of Battlefront, was to be a pretty game with super shallow gameplay. Well, I mean, if... Yes and no. <laughs> well, we'll see how shallow the gameplay is. If it's a multiplayer game that you... Like an online multiplayer game that you play less than 10 hours of uh, on average, it's not a good game. But, yeah, okay. Moving on. We're right, done. So we're done. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on the Kendallcast iTunes feed, and uh, Kendallcast.ninja is where all my stuff is. Uh, Nick, do you have anything you need to plug? Uh, sure. I have an Instagram, calpurnius.tweedlebum, where I paint Warhammer stuff. That's pretty much it. And that's Calpurnius with a K, right? That is Calpurnius with a K and Tweedlebum with a T. I I don't know. Everything, the rest of it you can sound out, but... Yeah. You'll figure it out, or you won't, and I don't care. Yeah. Go ahead. Nobody listens to this. If you listen to this, then send us a, a review or something. I don't know. Um, thanks for listening. May the force be with you. Because I'm a hot solo.